As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. White Sox! White Sox! Go! Go! White Sox! You're listening to the White Sox Talk Podcast, brought to you by Wintrust Community Bank, home of White Sox checking with free ATMs nationwide. Go to the special White Sox webpage. It's www.wintrust.com slash socks. All right, Chuck Garfine here in Las Vegas for the baseball winter meetings. Before we get to the winter meetings, the big story, Harold Baines is going to the Hall of Fame. I landed in Vegas, get in the cab, check my phone, and boom, there it is. Out of nowhere, Harold Baines, the announcement comes here in Las Vegas, is making it into Cooperstown. So here on the podcast, we're going to hear from Harold Baines. We're going to hear from Jerry Reinsdorf, as well as a conversation I had with Ron Kittle, who uh, was on a vacation in Cancun with White Sox fans when he got the news. So all those are coming up. But first, uh, some thoughts about Harold Baines. Six-time All-Star, number one pick by the White Sox overall in 1977. He played 14 of his 22 seasons with the White Sox, 2,866 hits. That's 48th all-time. He ranks 34th in RBIs. And... To give you a better idea of what that means, he has more RBIs than Hall of Famers Chipper Jones, George Brett, Mike Schmidt, Andre Dawson, Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, Willie McCovey, Harmon Killebrew. The man could drive in runs and clutch. He was so clutch. For those of you who never watched him play, seventh inning, eighth inning, ninth inning, games on the line. There was Harold. In fact, in 1983, September 17th, 1983, the White Sox won the division thanks to a sack fly in the bottom of the ninth by Harold Baines. So you're wondering, how did he get into the Hall of Fame? Well, it was the Today's Game Era Committee, which consisted of 16 uh, distinguished former players, execs, media members, Roberto Alomar, Burt Blylevin, Joe Torrey, Greg Maddox, Ozzie Smith were in this group, same with Tony La Russa and Jerry Reinsdorf. And I, you got to believe, well, not just believe, La Russa and Jerry Reinsdorf and Joe Torrey had a lot to do with influencing, I shouldn't even say influencing, pleading the case, making the case for Harold Baines, and that had a lot to do with it. He got 12 of the 16 votes needed to get in the Hall of Fame. He will be inducted on July the 20. First, and uh, some more stats for Harold Baines really quickly. From 1980 to 1999, Baines ranked second in baseball in RBIs, third in total bases, fifth 
in hits. So, uh, uh, Harold, uh, not much for words, but uh, he let his bat do the talking throughout his major league career. So here we go. Harold Baines, followed by my conversation with Ron Kittle, and then you'll hear from Jerry Reinsdorf as well about the new Hall of Famer, Harold Baines. When you woke up today, were you, was there any nervousness or anxiety, or you tried not to think about it, uh, knowing this call could or could not come this afternoon? Well, it's hard not to think about, and it's, and it's an honor just to be nominated. Uh, it's always been tough for DHs to get in the, in the uh, Hall of Fame, so hopefully this will open it for more guys to get in. Given Thank you. how little support you had on the BBWA ballot, was this surprising to you? Very surprising. <laughs> I was only on there one year, so I, I, I wasn't expecting this day to come, but you know that doesn't defy you know, the person I am. I had a, a great great career. I'm very proud of it, but I think any player would tell you he doesn't play the game. He came to baseball to play the game. I was wondering if there was anybody uh, in your career, a coach, uh, uh, that really helped you uh, become a major league player. Uh, do you think of anybody? Sure. Um, the first one I think of is Tony Larusso, who I had in Double A when we both were starting out as a, a young manager and a young baseball player. He taught me how to play the game uh, correctly, and, uh, and he got me to the big leagues as well. How about your all-star appearances? Was there something that stands out in your mind about those? Uh, that, that had to be a pretty big thrill the, the first the first time you got in. Well, I think if you ever meet me, I'm not really a, an emotional person, but I was very honored to be the first DH ever in an all-star game in, in Anaheim. That's the one that really sticks out the most. And, and, and how about that... Uh, the game, the 25-inning game with the walk-off home run. Uh, what do you remember about that? I was tired. <laughs> it, was, it was unusual because we stopped the game at 1 o'clock after I think we played 17 innings and then we had to come back the next day and start it over and play 9. And it ended up being lucky enough I hit a home run at the 25th inning and 20 minutes later we were playing another 9-inning game. Hell, today when you got the phone call, was your family all gathered around, or uh, how, how did it go down today when you finally get the news? It was uh, just my, me and my wife and the dogs. Uh, we were very shocked when we got the phone call. Uh, wasn't really expecting it, but uh, very grateful that it happened. And you know, I have four wonderful kids that are very proud of their dad today. Your reaction when you found out that Harold got in? Uh, you know what? I, I'm not his family, but I tell you what, I'm as proud as I am one of his family. It's, I think it's uh, completely awesome. I just sent him uh, a text, and uh, I know he's over, overwhelmed with phone calls, but uh, I couldn't be as – I'm as happy as he is. He's just a, such a great guy. I mean, did you think this was possible? Because he's been overlooked and overlooked, and then out of nowhere, he gets into the Hall of Fame. Well, you know, I, I don't know if it was really overlooked, uh, I think what they did, they, they put in some people in the Hall of Fame that didn't have as good as numbers as him, and they said, hey, this is how it happens. you got to have good numbers. Harold did it. Uh, he was, he's a silent killer, you know, and uh, I told him I'd write his uh, Hall of Fame speech for him. It would just be, uh, I got in, evidently. <laughs> and that would be the shortest speech in the history of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it, it really would. Uh, you know what, I'm happy for Marla. 
kids and him, and uh, I couldn't be more prouder as a former teammate, a friend of his, and uh, yeah, it's pretty doggone awesome. You know, there are people like myself who grew up watching him. He was one of my favorite players. But for people who were too young to watch him play, you were his teammate. What kind of competitor, what kind of athlete, what kind of baseball player was Harold Baines? Well, you know, I've, I've said many times that I, in a clutch situation, I'd rather have Harold at the plate than Frank Thomas. Many times over, and I would still stick by my guns by that. Uh, you know, he was silent. He just did his job. He uh, didn't say much, not vocal. He probably didn't say 500 words his whole career. Uh, but he handled himself as a true professional and uh, a well-deserved uh, new member of the Hall of Fame 2019. So you're right now in what, Cancun? You're on uh, the White Sox? We're in Cancun, and I was doing an introduction with Daryl uh, uh, Boston, uh, Jimmy Anderson, and Jomer Sanchez, and I got a text that just came over the wire that Carol got put to the Hall of Fame, so I made the announcement. He got 250 people cheering and screaming at the top of their lungs for him today. That is awesome. I want to go back to 1983. You guys win 99 games. You were the rookie of the year. How important was Harold to that team, specifically how clutch he was? You know, he was, uh, we had one heck of a team to begin with. And, uh, you know, he, he hit third, I hit fourth or fifth. Uh, we just put some damage out there. And many times, you know, Harold was just becoming a better hitter at that year with better players around him. So he was hitting lefties good as he was in righties, uh, and, you know, they always thought it was going to be an easy out, but uh, he went up there in battle, got some big home runs. I think he had 22 game-winning hits that year. Uh, that's a stat that's kind of just not around anymore. Cause so many teams score a lot of runs, but uh, like, like I said, uh, I, I think it's awesome. Number three is going to be there, and uh, if he needs help with his speech, I can write it for him. <laughs> Maybe you can go up there with him, and you can, like, talk for him. Kittle, thank you so much. We appreciate it, man. Uh, Great stuff there from Ron Kittle, who is probably basking now in the Cancun sun. Hope he's wearing sunblock. All right. Up next, you're going to hear from Jerry Reinsdorf. He met the media here. He was very, very uh, thrilled, to say the least, about uh, one of his favorite players, all-time favorite players, getting into the Hall of Fame. That's next here on the White Sox Talk Podcast. Keep your money local. Bring it home to a Wintrust Community Bank, home of White Sox checking with free ATMs nationwide. Find out more at Wintrust.com slash Sox. Members FDIC. I'm just so excited. I'm so, you know, I'm honored to have been on the voting committee. And uh, it was, I mean, he just deserved it. It was just a shame that he didn't get in sooner than this. Harold was a great player. You look at the numbers that he put up in the 80s and the 90s and played in the major leagues for 22 years. Really, I don't think he ever had a bad year. And, of course, you know, there's no finer person than Harold Baines. But you said you thought trading him and him falling a little short of 3,000 was might have contributed. Do you feel like it was certain numbers that kind of kept him out even though he was as Well, early? if he had 3,000 hits, he would have been in sooner. And 
well, you know, when we traded him, we traded him to Texas, and they platooned him. And there was no reason. Harold had left these when he was with us, and then, but it was a shame he got platooned. And then the other thing that cost him was the, the, the two strikes. He missed 56 games, I think, or something like that in, in 81 and then the 94-95. So, you know, if it weren't for those strikes, Harold would have had his 3,000 hits. And that's an automatic. That's really an automatic. But this, oh, this, is, this is great. I mean, he's just a, he was a great player. He's a great human being. This is, this is, I am so happy for, for Harold. Have you talked to him already? Yeah. Yeah. How short will his Hall of Fame speech be? Well, that was that was one of the arguments, you know, that, that we we made to the uh, to the voters that you know if you do vote him in, he's, it'll be a very short speech. <laughs> but uh, but Steve Hurt uh, uh, said that you know you don't know and maybe Harold will get up there and he'll say I've I've kept it all in for all these years and now I'm going to let it out and talk for 45 minutes. But I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think so. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he got up there and said, thank you very much, <laughs> and sat down. Did you have to lobby within the committee very hard, Jerry? Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say lobby, but you know, there's 16 people on a committee, and, and we went over each player one by one, uh, or each person, and, 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 and now there were 10. And then, uh, then we broke for lunch, and we came back, and uh, and, and Jane Clark asked, you know, is there anybody want to say anything else about anybody else? And there was a, so a few people made additional comments. I wouldn't call it a lobbying. I think it was a great discussion. I think it was a great, it wasn't, there was no arm twisting. I mean, it was a secret ballot so people could vote the way they wanted to vote. And, and so whoever voted for him must have believed that he deserved to get in. What do you think's changed? I mean, what, what, why was this year the year he got in? Well, to, you know, the makeup of the committee has something to do with it. And, you know, we were fortunate to, you know, to have uh, Tony LaRusso on the committee and, uh, and Joe Torrey on the committee. Uh, that, that has a lot to do with it. It's unfortunate. It's a different committee every year. Uh, but uh, it, anyway, I'm just so excited. It's just great. You talked to some of the players who uh, worked with Harold after when he was on your staff, Coach Devin, I don't think people realize that he had a lot of, he had effect quietly, I mean, maybe not in front of everyone, but quietly on some of the players who ended up being big contributors for you in the organization. Well, I think so. I mean, you know, Harold just commands so much respect from everybody. You know, he, you know, he's quiet, but they, you know, they know who Harold Baines was. And, uh, and look, Harold was the one guy that could control Ozzy. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody has so much respect for the guy. Nobody ever said anything bad about him. For people who didn't put watch him, in the Hall of Fame right there. Yeah, the control <laughs> right. Uh, for people who didn't never watch him play, how would you describe Harold Baines the player? You're steady, you're steady, and when the game was on the line, and you know the eighth or ninth inning, and you could pick somebody you wanted up, it was Harold Baines. You know, I, to go back to the earlier question. One thing that may have changed is I think the DH is getting more respect now than it used to, because I mean, people recognize that uh, David Ortiz is going to have to go in. And his whole, almost his whole career was a, as a DH. And Frank, you know, went in with most of his career. The majority is a DH. And Edgar Martinez will probably get it. So I think that the attitude of people towards the DH changed quite a lot. And that, that probably contributed to, to, to why he got in now and didn't get more votes the last time. And depending on when you're listening to this podcast, Harold Baines might be on a flight right now for Las Vegas. Yeah, he's going to be here on Monday for a press conference. I'll be talking to him in person then, so be on the lookout for that. And yeah, of course, we're here for the winter meetings. All sorts of talk about Harper, Machado, and what the White Sox might do. Uh, a lot of interesting conversations. I saw Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams as I walked into the hotel. They were walking out to get some dinner. Didn't have a chance to really say like, hey, are you signing Bryce Harper? <laughs> are you 
sign in Manny Machado. But uh, we'll be hearing from them uh, throughout the week as well. And podcasts. We're going to have another podcast later today, so be on the lookout for that. That's a wrap for this edition of the White Sox Talk podcast. Congrats to one of my favorite players of all time, Harold Baines. White Sox Talk podcast brought to you by Wintrust Community Bank, home of White Sox checking with free ATMs nationwide. Go to their webpage, www.wintrust.com slash socks. Hawk Harrelson, take it away. Thanks, our Chuck. And this edition of the White Sox Talk podcast is over. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.